Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody, praise the Lord. Welcome back to another segment with When I Talk, People Listen. Uh, closing up our segment on Before I Say I Do. But let's start off uh, with a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you, God, for this time in your presence, in your word, God, to receive from you. We thank you, Lord, that your word is penetrating our hearts, God, that we might have a marriage that will be honorable in your sight. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So just a quick recap. Last week I was talking about uh, never, ever quitting in your marriage. Uh, scripture reference, First. Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, talking about um, charity or love, suffereth long. Also uh, talked about uh, love being more um, of an action than an emotion, um, because you're going to need more than emotions um, for your marriage. You're going to need to do something. I also referenced John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. What did he do? He gave his only begotten son. Uh, other scripture reference was Genesis 2, 18. It's not good for man to be alone. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, two are better than one. Ephesians 5, 25, talking about husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. Um, and then John, looks like I got John 15, 13. There is no greater love than the love that laid down his life for his friends. So that was just a quick recap on uh, last week. And then we're going to move on to um, our last three segments. I'm going to actually put these all on this very same podcast because they basically... Um, to me, they're basically the, the same, and the uh, scriptures are all going to tie into this. So I figured we'd go ahead and just wrap this on up. So the first part is going to be um, entitled, Make Sure You Can't Live Without Him or Her. And so the first thing I have here is remember your vows. You know, you, you took your wedding vows. You vowed to um, be committed to this person. You're in agreement. You're in a contract um, for richer or poor, for better, for worse, um, in sickness and in health. Remember, you made these vows before God to be committed to this person. So if, um, you know, if any reason you, you can't live without this person because of the vow that you made, um, not only to your other half, but um, before God. And the biggest thing really is just being com committed. How do you make sure you can't live without something? You make sure that you are committed to it. Um, I have scripture reference two and 24. Again, this has come up several times in this uh, podcast, leave to cleave. So you, you're leaving uh your parents and you're cleaving to your wife so you know cleave means being very very close to someone um 
I'm just looking through my notes here. So I thought I had written some more down here, but maybe I didn't. And then I had Ephesians 5 and 25 talking about um, loving your wife as Christ loved the church. Again, um, um, these scriptures have been brought up before. So if you love your, your wife as Christ loved the church, um, you know that uh, Christ is the head of the church. So when you look at it from that perspective, um, you wouldn't be able to... Uh, live without your future spouse or your current spouse because what would the church be without christ i mean we wouldn't even have we wouldn't even have a church um the other thing that i had and i i think i got this personally from uh, lifehack.org um it was talking about not going long periods of time without um, contacting um, your future spouse. Basically saying, if you can do that, if you can go long periods of time and not be in contact with your fiance, then you might not be ready for marriage. I mean, you know, some signs, sometimes the warning signs are there before you get married. You know, if they don't have to be in contact with you or they don't, you know, try to, to call you, to come around you, spend time with you. Um, that could be uh, a red flag right there before you even get married because they're already showing that, you know, they, they really don't have to be around you and they're okay. The other thing that, that came to my mind when um, studying this out was that What's, think about that one thing that you can't live without. And, um, you know, some of you uh, holy rollers might say, oh, I can't live without God. Now, well, I mean, you know, okay, yeah, but we're not going to try to over-spiritualize this. But for most of us, it would be like um, our cell phones, or some other type of electronic device, maybe a lap, laptop, a, a computer, maybe a TV, maybe it's a, a, a car. Um, you know, it could even be some form of addiction. It could be money, you know, finances, status, whatever. That one thing that you can't live about, live without and take your future spouse or your current spouse and put them in place of that. If you do that, then you won't be able to make it without that person. Now that's just from a, a natural perspective. I'm, you know, this is not um, biblical. This is just something that came to mind um, when I was uh working on this segment um, to make it more personal and uh, more uh, bring it, you know, home so it would hit home with you. If, you. if you love your spouse like that or your future spouse like that, like that one thing that you have to have, um, then you're all good.
The other thing um, that I wanted to say regarding this was that, you know, some of us have been waiting a very long time for a spouse. Now, me and myself, I've been married before. However, it's still been several years um, since that marriage. Um, But it would be a shame to wait all this time for God to bring the the right spouse or to bring um bring you into a marriage and it not work out and i i say this because what i mean is if you're not fully committed or if you're only really wanting and desiring uh the marriage for your own uh selfish reasons Okay, and then the next one would be be prepared to give 100%. So the first thing that I wrote down was, you know, being wholehearted. I mean, make sure you wholeheartedly, this is what you really want to do. You know, marriage is meant to be forever. Um, it's not It's not a play thing. It's, it's not um, something you just do to be doing it or because other people are doing it or because you're trying to compete with somebody else. Or because all your friends are getting married. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to desire marriage. I'm just saying check your motives. Um, Also, uh, being prepared to give 100% would require commitment. You got to be committed. Again, commitment is very important. Um, And uh, a lot of times, especially nowadays, we are not committed because, I mean, me, myself, um, I can barely sit through a, a movie without looking at a device. So, you know, I'm not really committed to watching this movie because um, as soon as my phone buzzes or whatever, or or if I just want to pick up my phone and look at it, I'm picking it up. And I'm, I know that's not, nothing near like sharing um, a, a, your rest of your life with someone, but I'm just saying, you know, um, it's hard to stay com- committed to things. It's hard to stay focused nowadays. There are a lot of distractions there. You know, they, like I said, they have all these electronic devices and all these things that you can do and with the internet and, and all kinds of things going on. And it's easy to be distracted, which could affect your commitment or your involvement um, in uh, the relationship or the marriage or uh, the engagement. Um, don't slack off, you know, another way to make sure you're prepared to give a hundred percent, you know, stay the course, um, continue to do the things that you said that you were going to do before the marriage. And even after the marriage, don't get comfortable. You know, a lot of times I got married and I could say, I even did this in my, um, in, in my, my first marriage, you know, after we, we got married it was like, it was so easy to just um, you know, relax and kind of, you know, get a little lazy and, and not do the, the things or not put as much effort in there. Cause it's like, Hey, you know, I got you now. And, you know, you have to make sure that you keep doing the things that you said that, like I said, going back to commitment, you got to make sure you remain committed. So here's a couple of things that I put, don't take the marriage for granted. So, you know, you know, don't have this type of attitude. 
So, you know, I finally got someone to help with these bills. So now I don't have to do anything. I can keep my money and I can spend my money however I want. But prior to the marriage, you agreed that you would pay this or you, uh, after so much time, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, put start putting money towards this or I'm going to start saving some money towards that. Or, you know, I finally got someone to, you know, to cook and clean, you know, so now I'm just going to leave my clothes on the floor and I'm not going to worry about laundry and I'm going to, you know, dirty up the kitchen and, and just leave it for the, for the other one to take care of. Um, because now I've got somebody to do those things for me. And I mean, you can even have made an agreement about that. I mean, who's going to be, um, more responsible for, um, the upkeep of the home? Who's going to, who's going to go out and make the money? I mean, these are things that, you know, sometimes, you know, if they don't get talked about, it can become an issue. Um, I had, uh, some people years ago who thought, um, it was funny that I mentioned that these things need to be discussed prior to marriage, but they, they do. I mean, you'd be surprised how, um, you know, people fall out and how petty, um, little petty things can um, break up marriages or, you know, it, it can, you know, destroy your marriage, Uh, you know, depending on what it is and how you go about resolving it and rectifying the situation you know um just just make sure that your motive is right that you're um fully committed that you're giving your 100 percent. you know if you said after two years you get a job get up and go and get that job and when that two years comes do that um you know the if the baby you know was you know keeping you home but the baby is able to go you know to school age or you feel comfortable more comfortable leaving the baby with somebody because it's older then it's time for you to get up and go to work or it's time for you to get up and go get that degree or if you said you know in six months you know let me get a few things together work on some things and then i'm gonna help out with these bills or you take over this bill then that's what you need to do now but my husband, my late husband, you know, God bless him. Um, we made an agreement when we initially got married um, that I would um, take care of the bills or the mortgage, at least, for the first year and um, at least six months to a year and give him some time to establish himself and get on his feet um, with, uh, you know, a decent paying job. Well, that never happened. And so when people um, don't do what they are supposed to supposed to do, it puts more pressure and stress um, on, on the relationship. And it makes the whole situation stressful um, because he, he had agreed that he would um, take over the mortgage, but he was never able to do it. Um, and you know, I won't go into details about the, the reasons, but I mean, he was capable of um, getting the the job, the employment, you know, obtaining the employment 
and bringing in more money to take care of that. So when you, it's just like you went at your job, say you work a job and there are so many people scheduled to be there and then out of nowhere, um, you know, majority of the people or more than half of the people uh, call off work. And, you know, and this literally just happened um, at a a job that I previously worked at. Everybody called off. So what does that do? That puts more stress and more um, workload on the other one or two people who were scheduled, you know, to come in as well. Now they have to um, bear all that extra load. So the same with, you know, with your relationship and with their marriage, um, things that you commit to um, with your relationships, you know, it is important that you keep, you know, you keep going in those things that you said that you were going to do. Now, I understand that sometimes things come up that you can help. That's understandable. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking about when you're not truly, truly committed and you're not um, being, you're not truly um, being wholehearted about this situation. So with that one, I think that was all I had on that one. Uh, the next one is never stop dating. And so look, the first scripture I have for this one is Genesis uh, 2 and 24 again. And I believe that re- that one goes back um, to leaving and cleaving. So, you know, hold on to that person. Grab hold. You know, make sure you keep the um, the love alive. Make sure you keep it going. Um, f- keep falling in love. Um, what me and my um, late husband did, um, because we got, um, we sort of got, you know, you just get busy with the cares of life. And we started not being able to have our quality time. So what we did, we made an agreement that like every Friday or Saturday that we would do like a date night. And what we would do, we would pick um, a restaurant, a nice restaurant downtown to go uh, sit down and have dinner and just talk and, you know, just be me and him away from the kids, away from the bills, um, away from the house, whatever, and just have some alone time with me and him. And we, um, we did that just so that we can keep that intimacy um, in our relationship. And it really did help for a little while. It it really did. So, I mean, and you don't have to do that, but that's one way to, um, you know, never stop dating. Um, The other thing is don't be afraid to try new things, you know, keep it interesting. Um, I was talking to a sister not too long ago and I was telling her, you know, basically, um, if your husband likes to see you in certain clothing, why can't you put the clothing on? Why, you know, why are you arguing with the man? He wants to see you in this, put it, put it on. You, you want to see your husband in that? Put it on. Okay. He, he likes your hair long. 
Okay, but minister, I'm bald-headed. Okay, so go get a wig. Go get a weave. You know, it's, it's no excuses nowadays. If he don't like weave, well, you better get you some of that wild hair growth stuff and, and put it on there. But, you know, make sure that you, you do those things. I mean, even in the bedroom, you know, people, you know, don't want to talk about it, but um uh, christians do have sex um we're we're still people so um you might have to make the bedroom a little more a little bit more interesting don't you know don't come in there and and after you get home from work man and she been at home with the kids and she been cooking and cleaning and she tired and expect her to have sex you know so you 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 gotta you know do things or you know the right way um and then keep that that flame and keep that love alive um just reading my notes to see what else i have here but but yeah but never stop dating and you know here's that definition i was looking for for cleave it was actually on this page it means to adhere firmly um closely loyal and loyally and unwaveringly to glue so you got to be stuck to this person like like glue um you know i thought about how you have these clingy pets um you know they have um the the separation anxiety because you know you have gone all day at work whatever and they're here by themselves and they miss you. So when you come home, they're like following you from like room to room to room to room. And, you know, we have a cat and my cat even does it. Like he's literally sitting here right now on the arm of the couch waiting for me to make a move. But, and I'm not calling anybody a dog. <laughs> so please don't take this this way. I'm just saying you have to cleave to your spouse. And not mama and daddy and not other people who you do not have a covenant relationship with, but with your spouse. So with that, um, I hope that um, there was something that you can take away uh, from those three. Um, but this is the uh, final the final segment of this before I say I do. And, and the reason why I chose to uh, end it this way, not just because they all kind of tied in together, but I feel like God is moving me on um, to something else. He has something else that he wants me um, to start um, talking about. So I am going to be obedient with that and go ahead and just wrap up this series um, I hope that it blessed you. I, I thank everyone who followed me and, and listened. Uh, I know I don't have um, uh, many uh, people who actually follow me, but I know you're following, uh, hence the name of the show, When I Talk, People Listen. So I know you're listening, and I do appreciate it, um, whether you actually acknowledge it or not. Um, but... Um, we're going to move on to the next thing um, that God has. And no, I do not know what that is yet, um, but I know that he's moving me in a different direction away from 
um, the uh, relationships, uh, marriage um, segment. So let's close out. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for um, what you've done with this segment, God. I thank you that I know that you um, used me to help somebody who is considering marriage or even those who uh, are already married, God. God, I thank you um, just for um, letting the people, God, be blessed and touched by what was stated, what was said. God, my prayer uh, for your people is that they will um, grow because of it, God, um, that they will have better marriages, God, that, God, they will have um, ordained, um, blessed, and anointed marriages, marriages that will last, uh, marriages that the enemy will not be able to break apart or sever. So, um, God, we know that you bless a union that you bless and honor marriages, God. And we thank you, God, for the marriages that are to come on this year. God, this being the year of two. So, God, we just thank you again and praise you. And it's in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen.